Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 97, continuing our series on spiritual rhythms and habits. Today's uh, habit is stewardship. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into the definition. We I know that's will. a big, big word. And, uh, and just as a reminder that these habits um, are means to an end. The end is a deeper relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus. This is not about checking the box and doing something to try to win the approval of God. Um, the, the approval has already been won when Jesus died on the cross, rose again from the dead. And us being in him is, um, is God's approval of us, not we got to try to work harder. So just as a reminder, these are habits and rhythms that uh, make room in our hearts uh, for God. And stewardship is one of those. So let me ask a question like mm-hmm. we typically do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, we. I, I'm quite sure we can get a lot of hot takes on this. Um, what do you, Carolyn Kirsten, absolutely refuse to spend money on? Okay. I definitely lean towards the frugal side of things. Okay. So some things that come to mind. I don't like going to ice cream places with a soft serve ice cream, chemo cream, as some one of my kids <laughs> calls it. When you can buy like a half gallon of ice cream. Okay. Yep. That's far more delicious for, I mean, you can buy a, a container that will feed your family for a couple different times for the cost of one of those flurries or whatever. Do you like Cold Stone? Um, I haven't been there in a very long okay. time. All right, all right. A QD Junior Dip. Okay. Yes. All right. Death by Chocolate. That's worth it. <laughs> um, another one though. When the kids were younger, we Noodles and Company. Yep. Um, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> products <laughs> we like this. I don't are. know. But we would go there, and the kids would get hot buttered noodles. And it just killed me to pay eight dollars <laughs> oh for hot butter noodles. So we stopped going there because I was like, "No, I can buy a box of pasta for ninety nine cents that will feed everybody. I am not paying eight dollars for hot butter noodles for yeah. you." Okay. So I don't know. How about you? Well, you're you're probably not gonna like me for this. I I can I refuse to spend money on coffee like the the. Buying the coffee, the at fancies, the, the fancy coffees yeah. at the place up the road here, okay. and the other one. I actually <laughs> have cut back on that myself. I, so. I just, I cannot, I cannot bring myself to spend four and five dollars, yeah. if not oh, more. I was going to say you okay. haven't been there for yeah, a while, <laughs> so it's the reason. So to spend that amount of money on coffee, which, which again is, it's, um, you know, it's mostly frap you know, the kind of the, the cream. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a I, dessert. Yeah. Yes. I just, I, I refuse to do it. Now, when I travel, I will, I'll get an espresso or something along those lines. But in terms of the fancy stuff, I just refuse just to spend that it. money. No. Nope. So, so, okay. Well, all right. All right. Why are we talking about spending money, which stewardship is more than spending money. Right. But that's one of the things that we think about when we, uh, when we talk about spending, uh, or when we talk about stewardship. So, so again, asking the question, what is stewardship? What mm-hmm. it, what does it mean for us to be good stewards of God's resources, relationships, gifts, and talents, all of those things, which it in, stewardship encompasses all of that. Mm-hmm. So how would we define stewardship so our listeners can understand a little bit better? Yeah. I would say it this way. It's a mindset 
of caring for God's resources in all areas of my life. So it starts with that mindset that everything I have belongs to God. It is a gift from Him. So I need to steward it or care for it well. And it is our finances, but it's also our bodies. Absolutely. It's our time. Absolutely. It's our gifts and resources. It's our possessions. Um, It's all of those things we are called to steward or care for. And it falls as a rhythm and habit because there are actions associated. We, We will do or not do certain things with this mindset of caring for all that God has given us. Yeah. And, and the only thing I would add is the, um, you know, uh, again, um, responsible use, hmm. um, control and management of another person's possessions. So uh, in this case, God has entrusted our bodies to us. He's entrusted his money to us. He's entrusted gifts to us. So it all belongs to him. Mm-hmm. And he says, I trust you, Carolyn Kirsten. I trust you, Marvin Williams, enough to place this in your care and for you to actually manage it well, as you your word, to care for it well. Mm-hmm. So it really is a very simple concept. And and yet the concept is there's there's this thin line of saying, I am not the owner. I am. God is the owner. It all belongs to him. And I need to handle all that he's given me like it belongs to him. My father used to tell me all the time when he let me borrow his car, he said, before I left out of the house, drive it like it's mine. Mm -hmm. Because typically you hear people say, oh, just drive it like it's yours. And but my dad knew better. Drive it, Marvin, drive it like it's mine. And that was in my mind the entire time. So guess what? I was very, very careful. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So so that's what that's what stewardship um, is. That's what it's careful management, control, use of another person's um, resources. So where do we see this in the Bible? Um, Because, I mean, we this is a very important habit, very important topic, like all of them are. Mm -hmm. But where do we see it anchored in Scripture? Yeah, well, right in the very beginning, um, in Genesis 2, verse 15, we see that God made Adam and Eve managers of creation. Yeah. So this role of stewardship is right from the get go given to humans to care for the world that he has made. Um, I also like Psalm 24, one that says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Okay. (laughs) You know, when I was, when I was a kid, people, um, put their name, like labeled everything. I so wanted one of those little book stamps. So in the front, you could say this book belongs to Carolyn. (laughs) So it's like, God just said, the earth is mine and he's got his stamp on all the things. So yes, we are, when we are enjoying it, when we're caring for it, we are caring for his creation. Yeah, there are, <clears throat> there are a couple of stories that that kind of highlight um, this whole idea of stewardship, this idea of caring for control and management of another person's resources. One of those stories is um, Genesis 39, the story of Joseph. And again, we, we can talk a little bit about, we're not going to give the, the full context. Joseph is, he has dreams and uh, ultimately he is sold into slavery by his brothers, but God was with him. And um, he ultimately finds himself in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar was a high official. And God blessed Joseph in, in such an amazing way. The text says that 
everything that Potiphar owned, with the exception of his wife, um, he actually put it in Joseph's care. Mm -hmm. And Joseph treated it just like it was Mr. Potiphar's uh, resources. And with integrity, with honesty, with um, great responsibility, he managed the entire household. And, And as a result of that, I think God also blessed him because of his faithfulness, his faithfulness over those resources. And then Daniel, uh, again, Daniel, same thing. Daniel's accountability. Uh, Daniel is was sold. Um, they were taken out of um, Jerusalem or Judah and they were taken to Babylon and um, and and because they were smart and because they were. Uh, well-mannered, they found themselves in the the king's service. And Daniel was one of those individuals. And Daniel, again, was given responsibility and he handled um, the responsibility with integrity and faithfulness and this sense of, of, no, I'm going to care for these things that I've been given with um, with the care that um, that I'm supposed to, to to give to these things. And so so those are a couple of they, they both recognize Joseph and Daniel both recognize that it wasn't theirs. Mm-hmm. And their part of their responsibility was to be faithful over the things that were entrusted to them. And so I love the just again, these little nuances where you see in Scripture yeah. where these individuals were given responsibility and they handled it faithfully. Yeah. There's a couple New Testament examples that are in a nice contrast to each other. Um, in Luke 12, 13 to 21, Jesus tells the parable, well, a parable, we call it the parable of the rich fool, yeah. um, about a guy who was very successful. He had great um, a great harvest. And then here's where the mindset comes in. He viewed it as everything belonged to him. So when he had this huge harvest, he just built more barns to keep it all to himself. And then the warning at the end of the story, I mean, he he receives a warning and says, it's all going to be taken from you. And and he dies Um, because he just kept it all to himself. Contrast that with the attitude we see in 2 Corinthians 9 verses 6 and 7 when Paul is... um, encouraging the Corinthian people to be a part of this collection, this financial collection that was going to be taken to the church, to Christians in Jerusalem. And he says, hey, you know, be a cheerful giver, give more than you think, and just wait and see. Just this idea of you get to participate in blessing others and using what God has given you to bless others. Like, I just think that's such a stark contrast of the rich fool who thought, oh, keep it more for myself. Keep it, keep it, keep it. And then Pierre Paul is saying, oh, the joy is in just going all in and giving generously with a joyful and cheerful heart. That's and what a more pleasant way to live. Yeah. Again, this idea. So. Yeah. I, th- I think when we are uh, one of the things you said, when we we hold and hoard and show our stinginess, it, it actually reveals something else. It reveals, number one, a scarcity attitude. Yeah. And it reveals in our attitude about God that God is not a God of abundance, that God is not a God mm-hmm. who can replace what you give away. And really, and it's not yours, it, it's his to give away. And we're only conduits. We're yeah. only conduits. It passes through our hands 
to be able to bless other people. And so um, really the way we view our resources, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, our body, what have you, it really is a commentary of what we think about God. Mm -hmm. So if I'm stingy, then I'm thinking that God, somehow God is going to run out. He's yeah. going to run out and he's not going to have enough. And that is that is just not true that our God is a God of abundance and he is generous. And I think he's even more generous to those who are generous to others. Mm -hmm. So we, we do have these, you know, we are stewards of money and time and our bodies and that sort of thing. We are also stewards of the gifts that God has given us to be able to bless others. We're stewards of the gospel, this good news to tell people about Jesus and not keep it to ourselves. Sometimes we like like it's just Jesus and me and we hoard Jesus hmm. and when he should be shared very generously with other other people. And we have a we have a whole bunch of people in our church who do not hoard the gospel. They actually share. But. I think it's a lesson for all of us. We are to be good stewards of everything that we have, including um, the life and death and resurrection uh, of Jesus. So, so yeah. why is it important? Why is it important? We talk about what it is. Why is it important for us to actually practice good stewardship? Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit, but it does give us freedom. Yeah. Freedom from greed and self-centeredness. Yeah. Like, how fun is that to be the rich fool and just constantly hoarding and keeping track. I mean, it makes me think of like Scrooge McDuck or whatever, or <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge and all right, of those right. characters. Like those are the most unhappy people exactly, exactly. who are just hoarding things for themselves. So we get to experience freedom from greed and self-centeredness because we recognize that God is the owner of everything. And that is another why to honor God yeah. by recognizing, hey, I trust you. You've given these to me and I'm going to give it and use it freely with that abundance mindset. Yeah. And what a more joyful place to yeah, live. I, I think also it it opens us up to, it opens our hearts up for the principle of hospitality, which we talked about in a previous episode, mm. is that hospitality begins with opening up our hearts first and then opening up our homes and opening up our wallets and purses and and opening up our very lives for other people. Yeah. And so, so, but if we're stingy and hoarding and if we're not faithful over the things that God has given us, I think we miss opportunities to be hospitable. And, and really we think that we're being a blessing to other people, but when people enter our lives and our homes, we find out that they bless us more than we yeah. are trying to bless them. I think contentment is another, um, when, when it, when I think it belongs to me, then I'm grabbing for more and more and more as opposed to God says when enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think we, sometimes we bypass his voice and we, we say, no, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. I, I want more. I want more. And I think sometimes God says, no, Marvin, that's enough. Yeah. You don't need another pair of shoes. You don't need another pair of whatever. That's enough. So I think it, I think we learn contentment in this way uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Any, anything else in terms of the importance of this? Yeah, no, I think that is spot on. So then what does this look like? Because this is more of a conceptual one. So let's make it. What <laughs> yeah. does this look like as far as a habit, a rhythm, some yeah. actions, some yeah. choices we might make? So so um, I love, one of the things I love about um, FPU, Financial Peace University, or other budget kinds of programs that it forces you to actually take inventory, mm -hmm. inventory over what you have. Like when we first started with budgeting, one of the principles is, hey, listen, 
So tell your money where to go so you don't ever have to wonder where it went. So take 30 days to see where you're spending your money Yeah, and uh, keep all of the receipts. It is tedious. It is one of the most tedious things because you got all of these receipts and, and sometimes you forget. And that's so, so take an inventory. Where did I spend my money? And it is a good barometer as to where my heart is. Hmm. So at the end of the month, like, whoa, I've spent a lot of money on electronics or technology or things that I didn't need. Fru-fru coffee. Yeah, well, yeah. that's not you. But. <laughs> so, so I think the first one of the first things we can do is to take an honest inventory um, mm-hmm. of that's how good. we're spending our resources um, the resources that God has given us. So I think that's one thing that we can do. That's very, very practical. You can see the numbers. The numbers yep. don't lie. Yep. And, and then make modifications as you need yep, to. Absolutely. If you're realizing, man, I am a good portion of this is going towards selfish desires. Absolutely. Where could I change some things so I can then be generous Absolutely. and tell my money to go there. Yeah, I like absolutely. that. I like some, that. Some other things that, um, yeah. how we can practice this. I think it is having a mindset of generosity. Yeah. Some people come by this more naturally, I think, than others. To be honest, I mean, I, I do not. Uh, as far as I am one after the fact here, well, this is a specific area I'm trying to grow, is thinking when I go to someone's house, um, for a party or just recently I went to a friend's cottage for the weekend. Nearly everybody else brought like a nice little hostess gift. It seriously didn't cross my mind. And I thought, I want to be better at that. I want to think generously towards yeah, others. Yeah. And and it wasn't that I intentionally didn't, but I I want to train myself to to think generously and to that's think, really, how can I bless others? Really good. It doesn't have to be something fancy, but I think... It's not the dollar amount, but yeah. it is the thought. It's And many times it is of taking the time yeah. to think yeah. the thought. So I need to work on thinking the <laughs> generous thought and then following through on that. Man, I love, I love the mindset shift and um, like before you go someplace, yeah. you know, or at the beginning of the month, you know, how will I intentionally be, be generous? I think another one is limit our choices, mm-hmm. um, limit our choices on what we do with our time, what we do with our energy, what we do with, um, all the things that we are entrusted with. Um, you, we've heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, there's another, um, um, that they've come up with is Jomo, the joy of missing out. Mm. So the joy of missing out is I'm recognizing I am limited. We've used this term, yes. recognize our limitations. From the last episode, yeah. yeah. And and to be able to say, I am going to enjoy missing out on something because it says that I would have chosen something more important at the mm-hmm. time, whether it's spending time with my family or whether it's being generous, whether it's, it is going to a mission and giving my time away, uh, serving in, you know, in a, the, the mission kitchen or something along those lines. So I think there is a joy of missing out because I think we, we become anxious when we try to do everything. Yes. But when we limit our choices and say, these are the things that I'm going to give my time to, my energy to, my money to, I think we have, I think we get more joy out of limiting our choices. And um, and so I, I think that's another way of mm-hmm. doing, caring for our bodies, caring for our possessions, yep. um, having, you know, getting our lawn mode, mode or us mowing it. I, I don't really like mowing lawns. And uh, 
but yet I, I want to keep the weeds out or the, there's a proverb that talks about, I went by this man's house and, and his whole yard was overgrown with weeds. And, and the idea was, is that, oh, he's not being a good steward of his home or his, um, his, his yard. And I think we talked a little bit about the simplicity and, um, our houses are filled with things that we could probably give away. So, so again, I think that those are some things that I think in some practical ways that we can uh, practice this. Agreed. And then when we think of what can we believe about God, ourselves and others related to stewardship? um, I mean, the whole point of this is something about God, that everything we have belongs to him. Yeah. So surely that is- I'm double what, clicking on that. Yes, so. <laughs> we, can, we can believe that about God. Yeah. And then for myself and, and others, I do, I, just that contrast between being stingy and hoarding and having a scarcity mindset, and then one of abundance and generosity. Yeah. I think that's so huge. It's one I want to continue to grow in, as I said. So that's what I would love to believe about myself and others, that I am blessed to be a blessing. God's given me these things. Everything belongs to him. And I can, I get to um, share that with others. And you know something? I am not going to mess up what you just said. So I'm double clicking on all of that and I have nothing else to add. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, friends, for joining us. Encourage you to have a spiritual conversation with another friend this week.